Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings Radio. Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to contact the show, email us at rdgable, rdgable at yahoo.com. 
Find us on social media, TST underscore underscore radio, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. Also, Ryan Gable on Facebook. You can find my personal account. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. You hear me give it out all the time. On the website, you'll find my books, including my new book, Liberty Shrugged. That is the only place that you can get the books, at least fairly. Some people try to sell them for a lot of money that they're not worth. Uh, I enjoy my work, but I don't think my book's worth $1,000. Some people try to rip me off and rip you off that way. But if you want to copy one of the books, check it out on the website. And of course, there are links, or you can simply search the show on radio and podcast players, and you'll find the stream of the show, and you'll find the past episodes. Or you can subscribe to our archive to get rid of the advertisements. Plus, you'll get our montage archive, early access to the show, and a private RSS feed, plus digital copies of all of my books. So when you subscribe or buy a book, you support us, you keep us on air, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Thank you so much for those of you who have bought my new book, Liberty Shrugged, and who have subscribed. If it weren't for you, we would not be on air, and I mean that very sincerely. So tonight, Wednesday the day of wedding that weds the other days of the week together, I wanted to do something that I've wanted to do for a long time, something a little bit different here on The Secret Teachings. You hear me talk a lot, and if you go back into our past archive, you've heard a lot of guests on the show over the years, big names, small names, medium names, authors, doctors, scientists, philosophers, paranormal investigators, you name it. In the last couple of years, though, I've really focused on my own investigations, my own area of expertise. I follow my intuition and I listen to that intuition and it tells me, my higher self, if you will, what I should talk about night in and night out. And so sometimes we have a week where we're focused heavily on aliens and UFOs and the paranormal. Some weeks we are focused heavily on Hollywood and the entertainment industry. And we had Derek Murphy on the show last night to talk about the VMAs and this culture of perversity and the focus on marionettes and dolls and looking at the, the smiley face that we've seen in a lot of TV, movies, and uh, music videos recently and trying to figure out what all of it means. I don't have the answer, so I listen to some of you. You don't have the answer, so you listen to other radio shows, other podcasts. So what I want to do tonight, I want to start tonight as the first show in a series of shows, hopefully a couple of month, a couple of month, uh, maybe two or three a month, depending on how many people reach out to me. I want to open up the show to podcasters and other radio hosts who have listened to the secret teachings or have um, maybe at least heard of the show or you're hearing of us for the first time. And I'd like to invite you on the, the bro- uh, onto the broadcast and just have a conversation with you. And maybe you don't even agree with what I do. Come on and talk to me about it. That's what I'd like to offer you. If you'd like to do that, reach out to me, rdgable at yahoo.com. Tonight we have a couple of different guests on the show this first hour and uh, second hour. Second hour we have a couple of guys from a show I've actually, I've actually heard of this show. They reached out to me, Pardon My American. You can find them, Pardon My American. Find them on Apple Podcasts and other places where you listen to podcasts. Chris and Greg from Pardon My American will be joining us in the second hour tonight. And in the first hour, Laura Lavender from Mysteries Beyond. 
another show that you can find on Apple Podcasts and other places you listen to podcasts. I've actually known Laura for some time now, and we've just gotten a chance to sit down and do a show. So Laura is with us this evening. Laura, welcome to The Secret Teachings. I appreciate you joining us. Mysteries Beyond, that's the show. Welcome. How are you? Hi, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm well, thank you. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. I appreciate you taking the time out of your evening to join us on the show, especially because we've we've known each other for a while. And uh, I know you've listened to this show before. Now you have your own show and you've got, uh, what, 70 something plus episodes as of uh, today. So it's a lot of episodes. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I actually, well, you know, before anything, I do want to say that I have to give you a, a lot of the credit because I have been listening to you for a while and you are my inspiration. So to be able to come onto your show and, and talk about, you know, these topics with you is a great honor, pleasure, and joy. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much for saying that. And I, I want to encourage people to go find your podcast, uh, Mysteries Beyond, Laura Lavender. It's on Apple, and where else can they find it? Is that the main platform? The main platform, yeah. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Breaker, so it's, Pocket it's, Cast. It's all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, what I wanted to do, you're the first person to come on to this new theme show that I want to do a couple times a month. Uh, People can reach out to me and if they host a show or radio show podcast and come on and just have a conversation. You're the first person. So you're you're kind of the guinea pig, I guess, the test subject. We'll see how see how I handle this. But tell us a little bit about your show. This is what I want to do. I want to encourage people to come on to the secret teachings. Tell us about their show. And then we'll have a conversation about some of the topics. So what, what, is, what exactly is Mysteries Beyond with Laura Lavender? Sure. So on there, I talk about pretty much any, anything paranormal. I talk about sleep paralysis because I've had a few sleep paralysis experiences. I talk a little bit about lucid dreaming, uh, magic, uh, the occult, spirituality, and a little more. So my show is pretty much everywhere. Um, yeah. Subject matters all over the place, just like and it's, it's what I do, too. It's, when you're interested in these kinds of things, I mean, you jump around to any and every topic you can think of. Exactly. Like, I know I just did one on, it's actually a rather controversial one. Uh, La Santa Muerte was one of the most recent ones that I did. But I talk about, like, the casting of a magic circle. I talk about mirrors, color magic, you know, one eye or not, and a little bit of mythology. So, like, uh, and folk, you know, folk... Uh, figures like Baba Yaga. Um, yeah, things like that. Yeah, the Baba Yaga, that's a fun one. Remember the Momo Challenge? I have heard of the Momo Challenge through you, actually. Oh, yeah, the Momo Challenge. That was controversial. People told me that didn't exist. I love how those things don't exist, but kids were actually killing themselves because of it. Really right. infested into the pop culture, like a lot of the well, a lot of the music videos that we've been talking about recently on the show. I don't know where you want to go with the with the topic or with the subject. You can literally take us wherever you want to take us. Tell us about uh, something that maybe we don't know or we can discuss uh, whatever else is on your mind. Sure. Well, you know what? I recently listened to your show, Pink Venom. So if that's okay with you, I'd kind of like to talk about that and break it down a little bit more. Yeah. Um, t- tell us. Over- what did you see? <laughs> what did you see in Pink Venom? Because I saw a lot. I, at first I was like, okay, what am I watching? But no, definitely. So like the first scene that I saw was the color, like the colors obviously, but also the circle within the square, which to me, 
a circle signifies spirituality and the square means like the materialistic, so kind of like the cube, right? The, you know, this physical 3D material world. So it's kind of like almost as if the spirit was trapped within the cube mm-hmm. and it was trying to get out. That was just one interpretation that I saw. But there's there's a lot more like, um, yeah, the rituals with the, with the black robes while they were wearing. So before it used to be that they were advertising the Beats headphones, those headphones by Dre. But now it seems to be that they're advertising uh, the VR. Yes, that was the first uh, opening scene of that song, Pink Venom, was VR. Right. Yeah. So all of, all of these different things and also like the red, that woman with the red dress, but although it wasn't a dress, it was more like a onesie. But I've seen it in Lady Gaga where they have that cheetah print and hers in pink venom was red, but I saw some patterns and they also had that cheetah print. So it reminded me of the things that you talk about with like the mind kitten control. Um, we see that imagery there again. No, that's, that, that's a good point. In fact, I didn't catch that, that in the pink venom video, it's like uh, 45 minutes or, or 45 seconds rather into the three minute, 13 second video. She does have a red uh, pattern uh, dress on. That's very similar to what Lady Gaga has worn. So I don't know for pe- people that haven't seen that music video or for even for people that have seen it and then also listen to me talk about it a lot. Let me ask you this question. Uh, since you're now doing this, you're, you're doing a, a, a radio show, a podcast uh, once a week. And you're looking into these things. You're, you're hearing about these things. There's a lot of stuff on the internet. There's a lot of radio shows and podcasts, people that peddle what I would consider to be just kind of like amateur conspiracy theory. Everything is of the Illuminati. Everything is some New World Order conspiracy theory. But when I look at these music videos and I look at Hollywood entertainment, TV shows, movies, I see these themes and I see these themes repeated over and over and over and over and over again. And I wonder when people ask me, well, what's the point in pointing all of this stuff out? That's just you're promoting this paranoia, schizophrenia. And I tell people, I, I don't really know what it means. I'm just looking at the patterns and I'm wondering why there isn't more artistic expression. Why is it the same exact imagery over and over and over again? What, what do you think about that? What do you say to that? Well, I say it's all imagery and it, it all has to do with like symbols and symbols we know speaks to your subconscious that could be a reason why they do this and why you're so drawn to it and why it's everywhere. They are putting messages, you know, that's my opinion. It's as as simple as that. I mean, if somebody asked me like, well, what would the messages be? I'd I'd tell them as I have before, I I don't know what the messages are. All I'm telling you is when you see the same images in every one of these big music videos, these very popular TV shows and very popular movies. I'm not talking about every single thing that's produced by every independent artist. I'm just saying the things that go ultra viral overnight that have all the financial backing to them, they all have a very similar theme to them. Right. And I've asked that question myself and like in this, this video, Pink Venom or whatever, there's a scene on there where it's, I believe it's one of the last ones where they're kind of like in a jungle and they're wearing like the black and white outfits. And my first thought was, well, why are they wearing the black and white outfit? Yeah, we've seen it over and over again, but what are they trying to tell us? What are they, what are they saying? And then it's like, okay, well maybe it's, you know, the, the mind, right? Like the split of the mind. And then also they have the water and water deals with emotions. We know that. But when you look at the context, it's like, okay, 
it obviously, I don't think they're talking about emotions. I don't think they're talking about how, you know, this guy that they love broke their heart. I think it has to deal with like the, the consciousness. And when you put those pieces together, once you start to realize these patterns, you start to piece things together and you come up with your own conclusions, but these conclusions seem to be, you know, frequent in every single music video or in every single movie or in every single television series. The same, the, 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 the I call them programming themes. It's kind of like what uh, Kathy O'Brien talked about. She wrote transformation of America. She said that the, this, um, this, these industries, uh, politics as well as entertainment, they use programming themes. And she mentioned one of them in particular, she said, Disney, and the, uh, the princess and, and these kinds of things are used as programming themes for the youth. Uh, Alice in Wonderland is on Through the Looking Glass. This is also a programming theme because it confuses reality with fantasy. And when people become confused over what is real, they can be more easily manipulated. So this is more than just some random series of images that some people that dropped acid uh, put together for a music video. Uh, it's just like ho- Hollywood is influenced by the Pentagon when they have, uh, you know, a, 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 maybe a potential movie. They want to use military equipment. The Pentagon has to approve the script. You know, we go back to Woodstock with the CIA and, and, and the LSD and the acid. So we know that intelligence communities are intimately involved with the entertainment industry. It's one of the most awesome propaganda uh, uh, outlets uh, in the in the world, in the history of the world. Hollywood is. So it's not just a, a random thing that's placed there when you have big corporations, big banks pushing agendas and narratives, and when you have big politics, big money, and you have intelligence agencies. I mean, it's just open season for, I mean, it's not all one giant conspiracy, but it's, it's all open season. It's a, it's a vessel. It's a tool to be able to manipulate uh, the public's perception of reality, let's, let's say, to keep it simple. That's, that's, that's what I think. I think it's true. I think it's definitely a tool. And even, even if you think back, um, like series or television series, maybe like in the early nineties, I know I used to watch like family matters and, um, full house. Uh-huh. But if you look back, they do have that like background, ah, or like a clapping or like a laughter soundtrack that kind of program you and makes, it makes you, think that whenever you're in these situations, you should respond this way. Whenever you're placed in a situation, you should, you know, feel sad. Or whenever you're placed in the situation, you should feel angry. And they tell you how you should, yeah, they well, tell you how you should respond. Yeah. It's very Pavlovian. But by the way, did you see the, you said you saw the circle and the square in the, in the video Pink Venom, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's something that I didn't see. You saw the circle and the square. I remember having Marty Leeds on the show and he's, you know, if you've ever listened to Marty Leeds, he does a lot with gametria and uh, geometry and numerology. And uh, we talked about squaring the circle and it's actually, um, it was, the idea was first proposed by the Greeks. uh, And it's the definition of squaring the circle uh, is the challenge of constructing a square with the area of a circle by using a finite number of steps with a compass and a straight edge. It's said that if you square the circle, this is the actual name for it, squaring the circle, you mean that you're bringing together two things which are normally thought to be so different that they cannot exist together. So in some way, you could define this as almost alchemical or unnaturally alchemical. 
So the square in the circle is not just a random, oh, that's a pretty symbol. Let's put that in there. It has a very deep mathematical, geometrical, and occult meaning to it. Yes, and I've seen it in the intro, actually, in every intro uh, for this Pink Venom, and I've seen it for Shakira's latest video. I guess there's a guy in an apartment, but it's weird. Like the What's her new video? I haven't seen it. Oh, it's the... Uh, it's in Spanish, but it's called Te Felicito, which means I congratulate you, but it's one of her latest videos, and she has that imagery in the beginning of her video, too, where it's the circle, the door is the circle, but the construction of the apartment is a square. It's just really weird, and I've seen it in um, that other, what was it? Doja Cat's video, Woman, where she's on her throne. The first thing you see is a lady on her throne, but again, it's that circle, and then it's that square outline so it's the same imagery again but yeah let me let me look at this video here yeah i see it square and circle is that the one there's like a robot in the video yeah she's also into that whole ai thing where the words if you listen to it for any of you guys who speak spanish if you listen to it the words have nothing to do with what's happening in the video it's she's just talking about being heartbroken but yeah, she's into the, what, what, I don't know what a robot has to do with being heartbroken. The only thing that I can think of is her, her first lyric, but I guess it translates well, that's, to, um, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, it translates to like, I broke myself into a thousand pieces, uh, and you couldn't put me back together or something like that. So how do I pronounce this? Raul Alejandro? Exactly. Oh, I actually got it right. So if you if you remember, <laughs> Lady Gaga has a song called Alejandro and she's got remember, she's got like some weird mechanical thing on her head. Yeah, it's very robotic. I, and, and so does yeah. uh, so does what's her name? Uh, what's that other girl's name? The um, there's so many of these people I can't keep up. Katy Perry. She has that robot song. Uh, I think it's like three, six, five. Hold on. Let me find it. Uh, yeah, it's Zed and Katy Perry 365, and she's an actual, she's like a love robot who was manufactured in a laboratory. It's a, it's a similar theme to the Shakira video. So what is going on with all this, this robot imagery that we're seeing? <laughs> I, I don't know. Your guess is good. <laughs> <Your guess. laughs> I mean, Lady, Lady Gaga's Alejandro came out in 2009. So then Katy Perry's 365 came out in 2019. And then this Shakira video just came out. I mean, there's so many in between. But you, you, I mean, that's 10, 11, 12. I mean, we're looking at we're looking at over a decade in between these songs, and they're using the same kinds of themes and the same kinds of images. And I've I've always used this as an example. You might have heard me mention it last night on the show with uh, Derek Murphy. Uh, people like Florence Welsh. She studied witchcraft. She studied mythology. She understands the esoteric. Yet she does not employ that to make these kinds of videos. She uses it to make more, I don't know what I would call it. It's, it's more upbeat music. It's encouraging. But she uses these types of occult themes for that. Apparently, Katy Perry and Lady Gaga and all these pop stars in the music industry, they're using it for completely different reasons. And that's probably why you see the, the consistent theme. Plus, what's the other one? Poppy. Poppy has a whole song where she's literally singing how to a computer and how she fell in love with the computer. That, I, I, yeah. I, <laughs> they like try to, again, to program us to 
make us feel more comfortable with what's to come and maybe that has something to do with AI. I mean, look, Hollywood isn't that far from Silicon Valley, and this is really the, uh, the, the, the pit of hell. Uh, if hell is on earth, it's Hollywood, it's Silicon Valley, and that is where we have, I mean, even American Horror Story had a whole season about these guys in Silicon Valley selling their souls to the devil to, so they can make this technology. And I mean, what, you know, when you watch the Super Bowl, for example, it's not a conspiracy, it's not the Illuminati, it's just a huge event where millions of people watch and big companies like Pepsi put millions of dollars into it to sponsor to that giant audience. It's not a conspiracy, it's just business. And I think that, bar the conspiracy, a lot of this in the music industry, it's influence of corporations, it's influence of uh, Google and Facebook and Meta and robots and putting that into the music to put it into the pop culture, inject it into your veins, into your ears, and so you become, as you alluded to, you become comfortable with it. You become desensitized to it. And well, if Katy Perry's a robot, I want to be a robot. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. Let me just put this chip on my arm, you know? Absolutely. Katy Perry. Yeah, Katy Perry did it. She's she's got the black. She actually had the black and white dress on in that Vortex video she did. I don't know if you saw that one. I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that is a very creepy one. I think it's called. Look it up. I mean, I could pull all these up before the show, but it would be it would take forever. Uh, oh, she actually has a song called the, the Smile Song. I don't know if that's the same one, but yeah, she's got the black and white uh, Kim Noble mind control dress on. Kim Noble, the painter with multiple personalities. Um, the it's app. called by Katy Perry. What's that? It's it's called Smile by Katy Perry. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I, I should tell Derek this too, Derek Murphy, because we were talking about the smiley faces last night, and uh, her album actually is called Smile. I forgot she had an album uh, called Smile, and on the cover of it, she's a clown with the dark blue, black, and white clothing on. So the clown is death and the Antichrist, the black and white mind-controlled different personalities. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's every single major artist across the board. Right. And even um, when you mentioned the uh, bird in the cage with uh, Taylor Swift, that was something I've, I've seen it everywhere, but I wasn't sure what it meant. The bird in the cage. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that. When we come back from break, we've got a little under a minute here. You're referring to uh, look what you made me do. Yes. Yeah, and that's a, that's a couple of years old too. And they just had the you know the blue bird in the cage in that pink venom video. So yeah, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about that tonight. Laura Lavender on the broadcast from Mysteries Beyond. In the second hour, we are going to talk to the guys from Pardon My American. If you want to, as a podcast host, be on the Secret Teachings, doesn't cost you anything. I would just like to have a conversation with you, just like I'm having with Laura. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com that's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com find our website at thesecretteachings.info there's more with Laura coming up after this we'll talk more about that bird in the cage and more about the music industry and anything else that Laura wants to talk about I'm Ryan Gable this is The Secret Teachings more after this don't go anywhere you are listening to The Secret Teachings contact the show to share information and your opinion or give recommendations email rdgable at yahoo.com visit the facebook page facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info this is linda godfrey author of monsters among us and you are listening to the secret teachings with ryan gable 
broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory. It's the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to the secret teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's the secret teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStreamLive is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and call out to the fall out back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. I'm Ryan Gable. And this is the Secret Teachings Radio. This is the song I mentioned. Katy Perry, Smile. And my God, I wish I would have thought about this song last night when we talked to Derek Murphy because it literally is the same dress that the mind control slash multiple personality painter Kim Noble has in her paintings. And you see it all throughout the music industry, black and white, two personalities, darkness and light. Very archetypical. Katy Perry has the dress on. She goes into the living room and she sees that the TV has a vortex on it, the same vortex that was at the VMAs on Sunday. And it says smile. And remember, we talked about the new movie smile. We talked about the rewiring of the brain. When you see smiles mixed with things that shouldn't be smiled about or laughed about. And the smile that we saw, the smiley face in the, uh, the new Bella Porsche video, which was basically about dolls. It was about mannequins, robots in the new Bella Porsche video. She also has that uh, song called Build a Bitch. 
and it's the same. It's literally the same exact imagery, same exact theme. And uh, Derek made a really great point last night. He talked about the the uh, the Joker in in the cartoon in the comic book. The Joker has that flower with venom. That flower with venom. Uh, our guest this evening, Laura Lavender, brought up the uh, the pink venom video. And that flower, when people are poisoned by it, they laugh themselves into hysteria and death. And that seems to be what we are seeing as a theme, generally speaking, and particularly speaking, in the music industry. And that is what we're discussing in part with our guest this evening in the first hour, Laura Lavender from Mysteries Beyond, podcast that you can find pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. And the next hour, we'll be speaking to Pardon My American, the guys from Pardon My American, Chris and Greg, they will be joining us in the second hour. So, Laura, that was the song. I don't know if you saw the images I sent you, but the black and white dress, smile in the vortex, and then it goes on to have uh, a lot of clown imagery, which is, of course, death and the Antichrist. So I, I, I can't believe I forgot about that. I'm glad that uh, what we were discussing reminded me of that. That came out uh, August of 2020, so almost two years ago exactly. Uh, just another classic example, and the list goes on and on. I haven't gotten those images yet, but I'm sure they'll come in any second. <laughs> well, if you get a chance, anybody listening, go to YouTube, type in smile and you'll see it. So here, let me ask you this question. Since we are talking about the music industry, commonly asked questions to me. Do you think they just put that imagery in there to get people like you to talk about it? Personally, I'll talk about it, but I feel like they could be more creative with what they put in these videos if they want people to talk about them. A lot of this stuff is very dark and all the, all of that draws in people that are already depressed and looking for an outlet. I feel like Ozzy Osbourne biting the head off of a bat is kind of uh, you know, a, a catchy thing, but this stuff is, is literally just telling the audience, you know, th- these people are mind controlled puppets and that's the whole theme of the, of the industry apparently now. I think it's to help program the masses, but I mean, it doesn't yes. hurt that, that radio shows and, and podcasters talk about these things because it's attention. It's, you know, it's their currency, it's energy. It's more, you know, it gives them more power in a way, unfortunately. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, last night uh, we talked, uh, we did the show all dolled up with uh, Derek, as I mentioned, and I was talking at the beginning of the show before he came on Laura about the, uh, about just the VMAs and I don't, did you see Nicki Minaj at the VMAs? I did not. I knew they were on, but I just, I didn't watch it. <laughs> uh, do, do yourself a favor and don't watch it. It's, it's nothing to really, to really hinge on. It's just a, a disgusting display of Hollywood elitism, but they, they have Nicki Minaj up there and she literally, I mean, not only does she look plastic, but she's got these contacts in her eyes and she looks like a doll. And what you just said is I think the nail on the head. This is, this has been used as um, as a means of programming those people in the industry, people that have made bad deals with the industry, people that have gone beyond that and attempted to contact supernatural forces for uh, for uh, for their their abilities to increase their abilities to write, just like Bob Dylan said, to, to sing, to perform, etc. And then they basically turn into these shells, these empty shells that are just soulless dolls that move at the will of their handler. And I think that same theme now is being pushed onto the general public more than ever, forcing the public and, and, and their quote fans, the people that follow this stuff to become inanimate dolls who are unable to speak or move without artificial influence. And I think that that's, 
I mean, that's pretty much just the rawest form of propaganda we see in everything, encouraging us to be dull, D-U, and dull, D-O, encouraging us to be dull and unable to really think or to do anything without the uh, assistance of something that can program us like a robot or move us like a, a marionette. That's how, that's how I feel about it. No, it's very true. Just to get us again, to program us, to just go with the flow, to go with whatever they tell you to dress, however they tell you to dress. It's like, and again, with that, uh, that video, I think you said it was all, was it no, not all dolled up? It was the other one with, um, with Grimes, that video. Oh, the, what, what the one she was in, um, the video with Bella Porsche, the with dolls Bella, video. Yeah. yeah. The dolls video. That you're dressed, you're dressed up. So you're dressed provocatively, but I feel like that again, speaks to your subconscious. It speaks to your, you know, your, your primal instincts, I suppose, of sexuality, but, um, but more so, yeah, in every video, I feel like even in that pink, pink Venom video, they're over there and they're shaking their butts. And in this new video with Bella Porsche, there is a, there is a scene, there is a shot where you just get, it's all, but it's all, but <laughs> I don't know why that needed to be in there. But again, I feel like it's programming. Like, this is what girls need to do. This is what, if you want to look hot, this is what, this is what it looks like. But it's like you said, it's not, it's not empowering. It's not progressive. I don't, I don't know why they do. So hold on a second. I want to ask you this question then, because I haven't been able to ask a girl on air this for a long time. assuming that you are a girl. Uh, I, I think that I'm sorry, go ahead. (laughs) What's that? I identify as a girl too. Okay, good. As long as you're identifying as a girl, that's, that's all that matters. Uh, I'll identify (laughs) as a girl for this, for for this point too. So I watched, um, I watched the VMAs. I saw this this relatively new artist, Maniskin, and he was almost entirely naked on stage. Now, since he's a guy, I'm a guy, so I can I can talk about him and, and not be considered uh, uh, sexist. So I thought it was strange that the guy is literally naked on stage. And they, I guess MTV did cut away from it a few times, and people were upset and saying, hey, he's just trying to express himself. And I'm sitting there, I watched it, and I thought, I, I guess the FCC has been defunded because I thought that they'd used to do stuff, you know, to, to prevent this from being on TV for people to see it's, it's really, it's not that I'm a prude. It's just, there has to be some level of, of a, of a moral uh, line in the sand that we don't cross. We don't show hardcore pornography at five o'clock on a, on a Saturday afternoon when kids are home, you know, we don't it's just, we don't do that as a society. So anyway, the point is, as a man, I can see that. But as, as a woman, you see this in these videos and you see a lot of these celebrities. Like I'll give, I'll give you one example. That's uh, this girl, Charlie XCX. Her real name is Charlotte. She just made it in the industry. Uh, her new album crash. And she has all the same telltale signs, the broken mirror, the broken glass, head trauma, car wreck. And she's talking in one of the interviews she did before she really made it in the industry about how the whole industry is very sexist and patriarchal and how women are oppressed and people don't think women can do things. So my question to you, Laura, is as a woman and having an interest in, and a viewpoint on these things about the music industry, do you find it, and just please speak on this a little bit, do you find it strange that someone would say the industry is oppressive to women, but then the women individually say, I'm going to be independent and in, I'm going to be an individual I have power, so I'm going to do the things that the old patriarchal system wanted me to do to get 
wanted me to do to get the gig. Like I used to have to give somebody a BJ or a hand job or something to get the gig. Now the women are just doing it without even being asked and calling that empowerment. Can you speak to that? Do you see that too? Cause that's all I see in the music industry. Yes. I find that very, that's very contradictive to what you, you know, like what she just said about, you know, the industry is very patriarchal. Uh, and, but yet you're still, you know, you're still going out there. You're still doing these music videos. You're still doing, you're still doing that cover where you're half naked. So where is the empowerment in that? There, where is your say? Oh, is it because, okay, because you say, oh, well, instead of you asking me to go down on you, I'm just going to go down on you first. I've got the power. I've got the power. What? No, it's so I mean, that, wrong. That's, that's, so. that's what it feels like, that whole empowerment. Uh, well, I don't want to say female empowerment, but the, the way that it's used as a social justice totem, it's like empowerment means you can, you do the things that were once derogatory toward women, but now they've monetized it. And this is the new way they get people to participate in it. It's like, I, I, I don't understand how the contradiction is not seen more blatantly. It may be the industry and the elite are hoping that that's the new program with the masses. So now girls are going to start doing that. That's how we're going to program, you know, the, the public. That's how we're going to, you know, have control of Say, you know, have the girls just take it upon themselves and fable it as empowerment. Hey, I think that's really what uh, the OnlyFans is, is, is all about. And TikTok. And, <laughs> the old, oh like, my gosh. I, 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 we don't need to get off on, on, on this subject, but like I, I get on Twitter, I've already had two tweets uh, reported and I've gotten, I, they were taken down and one was just like a news article. And yet sometimes literal pornography will pop up on my Twitter feed. So somehow that's, yeah. that's allowed, but I can't share an article. What article was it? Oh, I don't even remember. It was, I created the account like four or five months ago. It was just something random. I also posted, I, the other one was a, I know the other one was a picture of Donald Duck with a swastika that, cause Walt Disney was an actual Nazi and he used to make yeah. Nazi propaganda and they censored that. That was one of the ones that they censored. <laughs> yeah. But not, not pornography. That's nice. No, no, not the pictures or the videos of the kids pole dancing at the uh, pride parades, the five-year-olds. That's not censored, but Walt Disney as a Nazi, when he was a Nazi, that's, that's censored. Anyway, though, there's, there's, a, there's a lot more we could talk about. I want to turn it over to you because we've got about 15 minutes left. Mysteries Beyond is the show, the podcast. Uh, is that weekly? Yes, it's weekly, every Friday at 6 a.m. All right, it's weekly. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, other places. You've got good reviews as well, uh, 4.9 for all the reviews that you have. Uh, and uh, again, uh, Apple Podcasts, there'll be a link on our Facebook page too, Mysteries Beyond Laura Lavender. So Laura, what else do you want to talk about this evening on the broadcast? Is there anything else or you want to continue down the music industry path? I'm cool with that as well. Yeah, let's continue on the music industry path because I did have some uh, questions about the bird in the cage. Because initially, oh, that's right, when yes. I, <laughs> initially when I saw uh, like Taylor Swift, I just figured it had something to do with Lilith and being in the underworld because, you know, you know, all the correlations with birds and owls. And I just figured it had something to do with that. But I heard that you mentioned it was something to do with like the mind again, being like being ideas or the spirit even being caged in. That's yes. And that's not even my opinion. I have a, I'll actually tell you the name of it. It's called, a Dictionary of Symbols by J.E. Surlot. 
It's a really good occult dictionary. I think I paid 30 bucks for it, so it's not super expensive. But I I was looking through that dictionary uh, when I did my Elon Musk Tesla Twitter show. And I just, I I already know what a bird generally speaking symbolizes, but I went to the section on birds and I was reading it. And uh, Mm -hmm. it said blue birds, which is your Twitter bird. It said blue birds are symbols of expression and by extension consciousness. So if you put a blue bird into the um, golden or any colored cage, it represents the restriction of consciousness and expression and speech. And then I I thought also, well, Twitter has a certain number of characters that you can use for each tweet. So it's also symbolically restrictive. That's what the blue bird in the cage represents esoterically. It's directly from a symbol dictionary. If you house the blue bird and keep it hidden away, kidnap it, et cetera. It's basically symbolizing the restriction of consciousness, expression, speech, et cetera. Interesting. Do you, and that's specifically a blue bird or just any? No, specifically a blue bird, specifically a blue bird. It says that in this one dictionary I have uh, on symbols. Yeah. Specifically a blue bird. That's interesting. Well, in the, in the Taylor Swift video, I know she's dressed in orange. I do see the gold cage, but um, I wonder what the the symbolism behind orange might mean. I mean, Which, in magic, I suppose it means like it has to do with success, but maybe maybe that's what it means. Like, it could be successful, you have to be caged in. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that's the whole uh, idea behind that video. That was, look what you made me do. She had like the lobster and the champagne inside the cage, and she had handlers around the cage. So she's wealthy, she's well off, she's famous, she's talented, etc. She has handlers and protectors, but they keep her in a golden cage, which is I think it's I think that might even be the exact dialogue that was used in the new Elvis movie. If did you see that new Elvis movie? I haven't yet seen it either. <laughs> well, that that's okay if you if you watch it, watch for this scene. It's toward the third part of the movie so like three quarters of the way through where Elvis is performing in Vegas and he kind of snaps and he's he says that something about how his um the colonel played by uh Tom Hanks he's basically keeping him I think he actually said he's keeping him in a golden cage and just forcing him to perform he actually I think that I I can't remember exactly but I'm pretty sure that's the exact dialogue that he used in the movie and that's what you see in Pink Venom too yeah in Pink Venom too that's true and then I also had a, a, another interesting thing that I wanted to go over with you, which was the clock. What is the meaning of the clock? In, in general it, or like in Stranger Things? Well, yeah, like in general, because I, I apparently it's in Stranger Things, but I also saw it in that pink venom. I saw like the pillars and I saw the stags and I did see a clock. Hmm, I don't think I saw the clock. I might have missed the clock. So this is why I like to have conversations with other people because I don't see everything. Yeah, I didn't see the clock, but the clock, I guess, depending on the context of it, um, it represents, so in the music industry, uh, I know that, what was the year, like 2000? Was want that? To reference it, I was going to say, if you want to reference that, I think I caught the minute. It was at 159. Okay, I'll try to look that up. I, I remember there was a song that was done by Kanye West called Power. And the, this is just an example uh, of, of time in the music industry. Uh, and he said uh, something about time being up or our time is almost up. And then years later, and there's lots of other examples of this, years later, that singer Poppy, she also did a song, um, probably one of her most famous ones, called Time Is Up. 
and the whole theme of the video. So in the Kanye West video, it was like, time is up. The gods are returning. And then in the Poppy video, it was like, time is up. Baby, your time is up, she says. And she's literally demeaning and degrading and dehumanizing humans. And she symbolically represents a super advanced AI computer. And she says, time is up for humans. It's time for the computer to rain, which is what Grimes says in most of her music. AI is going to reward us when it rains. So AI or the gods. So time is up. So I don't know. In that way, I I would say that it represents a countdown to uh, apocalypse. But generally speaking, time in a very simple sense, time represents, um, you know, our ability to uh, perceive uh, reality and dimensions, uh, our perception of of the of the here and now past, present, future. Uh, And it can also, of course, in Stranger Things, the clock, it represents a lot of different things, but it represents that kind of that alert, that gateway to the to the upside down to the the other side. So lots of meanings. I'm sure that there's 100 people listening to the show that could give you 100 other different meanings. But that's what I think. That's very interesting because I I have seen it in different videos and I'm, I'm I was just left wondering, like, what is it with the clocks? What is, but I guess it, it, I guess it could represent the countdown to, you know, doom or whatever, an apocalypse. I think, I mean, that's one of many interpretations. I think, in fact, there's, there's, um, uh, Eminem uses the, the, the clock and the, he uses the watch in some of his, uh, videos. And there's one where the, there's like, um, there's like a police officer and he looks, I think it's called framed is the video. And he looks down at the watch and it's like three something AM. So obviously, you know, three, two to four AM somewhere around. That's the witching hour. So that's portals opening upside down, demons, possession, all kinds of things. Interesting. I don't, I think in the piece that I'm I'm not really able to tell what the time is there because it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's just like a clock in the background too far away to look at it. But it'd be interesting if I can zoom in and find out what time it is. I'm sorry. I think that uh, that Gravity Falls episode I played a clip of on Friday's show last week, where Bill Cipher, the demon, the devil, makes the deal with the little kid. I'm pretty right. sure. I'm pretty sure his clock on him. It's like a Flava Flay clock, but he's like he's like a demon <laughs> triangle thing. It's a weird, weird kid show. But he the clock. I think it reads like six thirty. So it'd be six threes, just like three six mafia six threes. And I'm pretty sure the clock reads that. That's interesting. That is very interesting. Also, the, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll ramble. Just go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You were going to say also. Well, since you brought up the Taylor Swift video, which has like an unbelievable amount of, of views uh, in that video, she, let me pull it back up here. Um, she says, you know, look what you made me do. That's the name of the video. It's like she committed self-harm. She crashed the car, etc. cetera. Uh, she says, look what you made me do. If you watch the pink venom video and you read the lyrics, uh, Derek and I talked about this last night a little bit. It, he suggested, and I've talked about this too, that these songs now, Laura, are written by algorithms and AI. And if you mm-hmm. if you listen to this song, you know she has the bluebird in the cage, kicking the door, waving the cocoa, and then it's like Korean, then English, Korean, English. But she says, um, "You couldn't get a dollar out of me." That's from a Fifty Cent song, and she has oh. some of the lyrics I think to a Nicki Minaj song, and then there's also this line. Look what you made us do, which is the exact same thing from Taylor Swift's "Look what you made me do." It's all about oh, so self-destruction. Is that what we're doing now? We're just picking random phrases from songs and making up. That's that's interesting. I never, I never, I noticed that "Look what you made me do," but I didn't pick up on the other ones. 
I, I could honestly, I could barely understand what they're saying. I'm either. Yeah, it, me either. So wild. It was half Korean, half English. Well, and, and not only half Korean, half English, but it's also just like a lot of, if you get to the, the end of it, it's just like a lot of eh, uh, eh, eh, uh. It's not, they're not really saying anything. You know what? Speaking of that, the sounds, that's something that I, I forgot, but it just reminded me that I wanted to bring up with you is that the clock and the sound. Because sometimes I'll hear like the... Oh, the clock. Yeah, yeah, the ticking sound. Yeah. The ticking sound on different videos. And I'm thinking, is that like, is that like the trance that they're trying to put us into? And then that led me to think of that, uh, that social media app, TikTok. Oh, yes. Is, that's a good association. Yes. It's a trance, right? Because once you're in there, you lose track of time, and it's just it keeps you on that trance. It keeps you in that in that app. And and there you go. You just answered your own question better than I think I answered it. It it, it conf- it's like the Disney programming <laughs> theme, right? Or Alice in Wonderland. It confuses reality and fiction. Yeah. And if you have that ticking of the time, it puts you into a trance, and it transport transports you, transforms you into another world, another uh, plane of existence, another uh, uh, perception of reality, another body, etc. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's also not only the trance-inducing hypnotic state that it puts you into, but the ticking or the clicking sound is also the sound that the shadow people, the rake, uh, the pale man, etc., 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 hat man, smiling man, etc., etc., etc. It's the same sound that you typically hear with, uh, with those deities as well when they're in your room That's- at night. Oh, no, don't say that. That's something new. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder. I think what, what movie was it? The Mel Gibson movie from Signs. Oh, like yeah, little, yeah, yeah, Signs. That, that ticking, that clicking noise that they made always freaked me out. So immediately I thought of that. <laughs> no, that's, I, honestly, we could do an entire show on the clicking sound. Uh, if it's not clicking, it's like a TikTok. Or I would even suggest that it would be the, the three knocks that you get in cases of demonic possession, the mocking of the Holy Trinity, and you get those types of things at you know between 2 and 4 a.m., the witching hour. I mean, it's all intimately connected, the esotericism, the occultism, and I think that they're pushing, like we go back to the idea of pushing a, uh, agendas and themes, like Pepsi wants to sell Pepsi at the Super Bowl, so they advertise, and people want to sell their products, uh, clothing lines, or drug companies want to sell drugs, so... They manufacture this culture of, of drug abuse, of promiscuity, of alcoholism, et cetera. And then during the VMAs, they sold you anti-HIV drugs. They sold you pregnancy tests for young girls in particular, and they sold you antidepressant drugs. So they're selling you that by creating the market for it. But I think they're also selling us something a little bit darker. They're selling us uh, essentially this idea that everybody can be what these pop stars are. Everybody can be uh, they can live their best life, quote unquote, which is basically giving up your life for this false reality, this uh, this artificial reality, this 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 fake, false plastic husk of a of a of a thing that ultimately, like every demonic pact that's ever been made throughout the the literature, ends in the destruction of the person who makes the pact because the devil isn't going to give you what you. He's not an honest person, whether that's symbolically or or literally. Right. So much to go over, even, even on the Billie Eilish. But yeah, like you said, we, you could, you could, you could probably do a whole show on that. <laughs> we, we, we could do a whole show on the clicking. Um, I also looked up in this dictionary here. The bluebird is regarded as the outcome of aerial motion, pure association of ideas. 
is uh, also the definition of the bluebird in particular. But anyway, we, we're just about out of time. So Laura Lavender from Mysteries Beyond. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us this evening? Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, I just want to say thank you, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. I truly enjoyed it. So we, thank you so much. I think we should definitely do a, a full show sometime because we got some other guys coming up later, but we should do a full show, you and I, sometime. Sure. You let me know. I don't know many people as crazy as I am, except you and Derek and <laughs> Clyde's pretty crazy. We who just can like look at this stuff and <laughs> and see the esotericism in it. So, yeah, let's do a full show sometime soon. That'd be fun. That would be fun. That sounds good. All right. Sounds good. Laura Lavender, what is the name of the show again and uh, where listeners can find it? Sure. It's uh, Mysteries Beyond with Laura Lavender and it's available on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, pretty much any uh, uh podcast platform um yeah and you can visit my website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com mysteriesbeyond.com laura lavender laura thank you so much i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings there's more after this we have pardon my american coming up with chris and greg in the next hour if you want as a podcaster or a radio host you want to be on the secret teachings reach out to me rdgable at yahoo.com that's rdgable at yahoo.com We'll try to get you on the show. I'd like to do this once or twice, maybe three times a month. Have some new people on the show. Just have a conversation. I think it'll be pretty fun. www.thesecretteachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com More after this. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email r gable at yahoo.com visit the facebook page facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info this is linda godfrey author of monsters among us and you are listening to the secret teachings with ryan gable broadcasting from somewhere between heaven hell and purgatory it's the secret teachings on ground zero radio release the kraken you could listen to this and again you know people say david has no evidence david has no evidence i hate this channel or you could listen to the secret teachings with myself ryan gable five nights a week on ground zero radio join us to explore the outer limits of history symbolism parapolitics and more we'll explore a little bit of everything but don't take my word for it i'm kind of like you i'm a last of a dying breed a generalist that's the secret teachings five nights a week on ground zero radio so you love talk radio then you'll love talkstreamlive.com talkstream live is always on 24 7 with the best streaming talk shows find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones it's free readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier just go to talkstreamlive.com be sure to download the free apps from google play or the itunes app store do you like the secret teachings and ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult then check out ryan's books available in pdf and soft cover with free shipping in the united states for a deeper look into artificial intelligence ufo cults black goo and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry have a look at the technological elixir or look for ryan's masterpiece occult arcana an encyclopedia of occult knowledge 
spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and crawl out to the fallout back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us. The second hour tonight, we have a couple of guys from Pardon My American joining us on the broadcast. If you missed the first hour, we had Laura Lavender from Mysteries Beyond. What I'd like to do is a few times a month, I'd like to get radio show hosts, podcasters, and others that do similar work on the show to talk about their show and to have discussions about the topics that they're interested in, I'm interested in, and you're interested in right here on The Secret Teachings. Please visit our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. You can subscribe to our archive there. You can also find my books. My new book, Liberty Shrugged, is actually doing a lot better than I expected to have done, considering I haven't had a lot of promotion for it. So I want to thank all of you who have purchased that book. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at Yahoo. Dot com, TST underscore underscore radio on Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. Pardon My American. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and other places where you listen to radio shows and podcasts. I'll allow Greg and Chris from Pardon My American to maybe describe a little bit more. What I'd like to do, guys, is give you the floor for a moment. Tell us about Pardon My American, how you came up with the idea, how long you've been doing it, what you discuss. And then the floor is open for discussion. We can really talk about whatever you'd like in this hour. Welcome to the show, Greg and Chris. Pardon my American. Thank you guys for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much, Ryan. Yeah, so um, I guess, Chris, I can just take the wheel here um, for a second. Um, yeah, Ryan, yeah, we we are a an opinion-based podcast that explores politics, entertainment, paranormal, culture, uh, we're basically three guys that, uh, we started this back in 2018, I believe, Chris. Yeah. And, you know, we just, we would have these conversations sitting around in, in Dave's kitchen. Dave couldn't join us today, but we would have these conversations that were funny, but they were serious and then they were just entertaining. And so we're just like, we shouldn't be recording this. Let's, let's start a podcast, you know? And so we started a podcast. We, we kind of got into politics when Trump came on the scene because we're just like, who is this guy? What's he saying? Like, why did he win? How did he win? And then just exploring, um, everything from here on out, you know, just, uh, as far as looking into various, uh, conspiracies around Trump, conspiracies around the media, politics, uh, Hollywood, 
but then also just exploring culture. I mean, our, our podcast dives into so much more than just conspiracies. I mean, we, we dive in, I'm, we're all parents. So all three of us are our fathers and, you know, we look at the school systems, we look at local, um, politics and procedures that they're putting in place. And yeah, in 2020, when COVID hit, um, uh, I call it the big C little V. Uh, I don't know why, but you know, it's just, it's kind of taken off. But when that hit, everybody was seeking for answers and that's when our show kind of blew up a little bit. And so we were, we were kind of trying to figure this thing out along with everybody else. And they would join our show and ask us questions. We would do some diving onto their questions. We would explore various things just to see what the heck is this? Because COVID was nothing. It was something that no one has ever seen in our lifetimes. And so we were just wondering, is this, uh, you know, the, the great reset, you know, that came into play. Is this a monetary exchange, right? Yeah. Like, the biggest thing that people have told us about our show that they like the most is not necessarily that we have all the, all the facts or that we're, we're the leading information for anything, but we go on our show and we're, we're normal guys and we can, we're very relatable. So everything we talk about on our show, it, everybody that listens already has those questions going through their head so that they listen to our show and they, or feeling the exact same way, asking the same questions. So it's, it's just very relatable to the normal person. Exactly. And we find a lot of that yeah, and in, in the podcast world. That's why podcasts, I think, have become so popular over the last 10 years for that exact reason. If you're relatable, if you're honest, and you say things, and you have the courage to say things that others won't say, even if you don't necessarily believe them or you're trying to promote something, just saying what you think and how you feel, people, I think traditionally are attracted to, I wouldn't say truth. I don't like to use that word, but they're attracted to honesty and sincerity. Yeah. Authenticity, right? Yes. Authenticity. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, I, you know, this is Greg speaking. I, I tend to be the, the more conspiracy minded one of the group. Um, I look into the occult, the, um, the symbolism and things, and just the, the oddities that, you know, that I enjoy your show, Ryan, um, whenever you came on to ground zero, that's where I first heard you as you were on Clyde Lewis's ground zero program. And I was like, this guy's awesome. He's digging into stuff that I love to listen to and love to learn about. And you know, this, uh, esoteric kind of the, the background of just ancient Egypt and where does all of this come from? Where does this, ancient belief system like symbols and ideas into and our current philosophies and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I try to bring some of that information to the show and Dave is very level headed. He likes to look at things from a, a logical approach. He likes to break things down and say, well, yes, I can see where you're coming from, but here's where it doesn't make sense. And so that's where we have a, uh, a back and forth dialogue with, it's almost like left brain, right brain, you know, <laughs> it's one of those, uh, I've heard our, our podcast be described as this is, this is my brain struggling with itself every day. Like you have the left side that wants to be very logical and, you know, looking at, okay, let's break this down in a methodical way. And then you have the right side that can be a little bit more uh, creative, but also ecstatic and just kind of 
it gets out there sometimes, but that's where it's a nice blend when we have our conversations. And Chris, you're, you're right in the middle. I'd say you're a nice, healthy dose of right in the middle of both sides. You guys have yeah, a good balance. I, I tend then. to jump back and forth with who I disagree with. <laughs> you guys, yeah, so it's a, it's a pretty balanced show. Yeah, and balance is obviously one of the uh, probably under under acknowledged esoteric components when you study esotericism, occultism, philosophy, religion. I mean, balance is at the core of all of it. Balancing the the, the different extremes. I mean, it's probably one of the oldest religious uh, icons and and ideas. It's Jesus crucified between two thieves. And the two thieves represent symbolically the theft of different points of view, of different perceptions of, of what we today call the left-right paradigm. So balance is key. In fact, balance has always been called the way, like the way, the truth, and the life of, uh, of the Christ uh, myth. So anyway, I think that is fantastic. I'm glad that you guys are doing this. And I think that, I mean, I would love to have a, a, a a co-host who could do a show with me uh, as often as you guys do. I, I don't have the luxury of that. So that's very nice that you guys are, can work together. You have different views, kind of work together and you can, you can see things and have discussions that, um, you know, you don't get on the secret teachings. That's why I want to have people on the show like you guys to have these types of talks. So tell us a little bit more about Pardon My American. You told us that, you know, you talk about the paranormal, you talk about politics, you talk about other things like that. What would you say is probably the most controversial thing that you discuss because I saw that you've discussed people like Jeffrey Epstein. That is a, uh, a sure fired way to get you censored, banned, shadow banned, uh, harassed, attacked. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, would you say that's the most controversial or, I mean, you guys have hundreds of uh, episodes. So what would you say is the most controversial thing oh, to yeah. discuss? I mean, what would you say, Chris? Yeah, I'd say like anything to do with Epstein or the Clintons. Once you start going down those holes, you start getting into things that people don't like you talking about. Well, you start spreading Russian yeah, dis- would, Russian disinfo when you talk about that is what it sounds there like. There you go. <laughs> go ahead, Greg. Yeah. So anything to do with the election, the election is a big no-no, especially, you know, on uh, platforms like YouTube. Um, anything that you bring up, you know, we had a stint where we would talk about Q related stuff and, you know, whether you like Q or follow Q or do all that stuff, that's here nor there. We just would talk about it and, you know, we wouldn't necessarily subscribe to it, but we would, we would talk about it. And that was the stuff that would be like, whoa, uh, yeah, you guys can't be spreading this domestic terrorist talk, you know? <laughs> oh, you know, I never, and, um, I never bought that narrative. I don't buy the Q narrative. I've actually done a lot of shows where I, I tend to oppose the concept of Q, but at the same time, even doing that, by simply referencing it, you can get easily shadow banned because of the algorithms and people see the the letter Q in your show description, even if you don't agree with the narrative and uh, you get the same kind of response. It's a very uh, one dimensional mm-hmm. way yeah, of thinking. They, yeah, any, any time of, of top, any type of topic involving involving that, you're you're a surefire way to have be on some kind of watch list when it comes to algorithms on platforms. <laughs> No, what, what, what about, yeah, for sure. this is, this is probably a hard question to answer, but what about the least controversial thing that you talk about? Is there a least controversial thing? Um, I mean, we talk a lot about family, um, ideas and stuff and just how, how to raise kids, um, things that are happening in the classroom where I, I think a lot of parents could agree that this isn't right. Um, I mean, well, even, even that, of kids. yeah, go ahead. Even Chris. that at this point now is, 
starting to get comfortable <laughs> sure with the stuff yes. they're trying to implement in our schools. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I, it used to be like, I would talk about, I mean, you've heard my show before. I don't know if you've ever heard a show I've done on food or nutrition or label reading and how companies use, uh, certain forms of, um, neuro-linguistical programming and their advertisements, uh, various forms of propaganda, et cetera. And that used to be very mundane. I'll call it. It, it never was a controversial thing. Like I, I have a plant-based diet myself, plant-based lifestyle, but people never even used to get mad at me over that. I mean, Nowadays, I, I can't mention something so mundane as food ingredients and you get this hyper. I think it's because of the proliferation of social media and access to so much information. Everybody has a voice and it just becomes this mob that drowns out reason and yeah. logic. No, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, that is something that we've definitely noticed. Um, and people blame it on Trump when he, he got in is kind of when this hyper uh, just left versus right us versus them attitude has been spreading, not just in the United States, but around the world. And it's just this, um, there's this tension that has been building. And I think people are trying to understand it. They're struggling with it. And, you know, we just kind of have to explore it in order to really dive into what's causing the tension. And yeah, I think the media propaganda is a big part of it too. Do you guys, look into the historical record for some of the stuff that you talk about? Do you try to use history as an oracle for the future and for the present? Um, sometimes. Yeah. As, as far as like a esoteric way of looking at things or just um, how far back are you, are you referring as far as history? Well, well, just history in general. I mean, it could be 20th century. It could be, you know, us civil war era. It could be founding era. It could be 500 years ago. I don't know. I, I look for, as, as you probably know, mm. I look for parallels in history and patterns and, apply that to today. Yeah, Chris, I mean, I, I know that uh, we've, we, we, we get sometimes it depends on really the topic. I mean, like when you're, when you get into some of these, uh, secret society type conversations and, and symbolism, like what you dive in, it's, it's uh, not hard to go back in time. Cause that's kind of where all that originated from. So once you get on those, Topics, then, then yeah, you start looking farther and farther back. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, for an example, Ryan, we just talked about Burning Man because okay. Burning okay. Man, after a two-year hiatus, has finally returned, and it happens to be this last week in August. And I heard you talking about your shows have been freaking awesome, by the way, the past couple of shows, and you've been talking about August specifically being like this. Uh, month of either sacrifice or just uh, festivals. It's getting ready for something. It feels like, right? Absolutely. I mean, today and, today is the anniversary of Princess Diana's death. I think it's really culminated today, but it'll probably proceed into September. Yeah, and and so you had the death of Anne Hesh, and that was kind of a big conspiracy that everybody was diving on. We, we briefly touched on it on our show because the video of her getting into the ambulance or the fire truck where she broke out of the, the fire retardant bag and reached for her, it, seemingly her ankles or something. And so there was some speculation, was she alive? And people were like, well, she, she wasn't in a coma. She was alive. Look, you know. And then when you, when you talk to professionals in the field, paramedics, firefighters, um, first responders, 
they will tell you that, yeah, that's a typical response. You'll see people that, um, they'll get covered. Their body will be, be covered because they have severe burns or, or at least they don't know yet. So they're just covering the body just to make sure that the burns don't get infected. And you're going to have responses like that, especially if she was, um, in shock, you know, if she was, she had alcohol or drugs in her system, she would sit up, you know, and, and freak out and just say, where the heck am I going? Where am I? That sounds like a, I mean, to so, me, that's, that's a rational way to look at it. And for, for me, it sounds like you guys as well. I'm not trying to prove anything. Doesn't sound like you guys are necessarily, you, we all have our own biases. You aren't necessarily trying to prove something. I, I don't want to get too far off the point of Burning Man though, because you brought that up. I think that's probably oh, important. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So Burning Man is just towards the end of this month, you have this week long festival where it, you know, on the looks of it, it looks just like a big party, right? People go out into the desert, they're burning things. They, uh, there's actually planned sex activities. Okay. So this is, um, gets a little wild. And you know, if you picture it, it, it picture, picture Mad Max, the movie Mad Max, where you just have a bunch of people out in the desert riding on motorcycles, uh, dune buggies and, you know, it's just real dusty, real crazy. People just letting go. Have you guys have you guys been there before? Or are you just looking at pictures and videos? I've not been we, there. No. Yeah, none of us have been there, but we just kind of like have been looking at it and looking at. You know, it really does seem just like I, I told the guys this on the show recently that if I had to plan a pagan ritual, this is what it would look like. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, exactly. And that's precisely, I don't know if you remember this story a few months ago in Warwickshire in the UK, there was a temple built to COVID-19 victims. And then they put these letters and pictures in the temple and then they burned the temple in front of 10,000 people. It was a very ritualistic, it wasn't actually ritualistic. It was a ritual where they sent up the, the ashes and the, and the words and the prayers to the gods by burning this temple. We do this type of thing all mm. the time today. It's not a it's not something that's confined to the ancient world. Well, and that's the thing that makes makes it so odd is when ceremonies are done like that, whether it's Burning Man or something in the UK for COVID, they're, they're doing these right right out in the open in front of people, and, and the, the majority of people attending or watching don't have the slightest clue of what it actually means. Agreed. Agreed. And I obviously there are some people that might have an idea, but, you know, the mass majority of people that watch that certainly don't have a clue. In fact, talking about the month of August, uh, I don't think it has been brought up nearly as much as it should have been in regard to all of these other things like Burning Man or I talked about uh, the music industry uh, earlier and some other things about the moon goddess this month. But the Commonwealth Games in the UK uh, end of last month into, uh, into August and they have this big bull. And yes, the bull is, is Baal or Malik, but the bull is also Hathor. It's also Isis. It's also the goddess, the flawless goddess, which is Diana, Selene, uh, uh, Artemis, etc. cetera. Uh, and that is, of course, the name of the rocket that NASA was supposed to launch on Monday. They're going to try again on Friday. They want to launch it on Moon Day. I, I, yeah, I don't think that these types of events where you have all this energy, all this, all this currency directed at a certain symbol or image, I don't think that it's accidental. It feels like that there is a priest class that is working behind the scenes of our political leaders, uh, corporate leaders, uh, sports leaders, etc. Not much different than the priestly class that was 
basically moving the hand of the Pharaoh in ancient Egypt, for example. Sounds like we still have that happening today. We're just, we, we think that's confined to history when it's not. Yeah. And I, have you ever heard this, this uh, phrase that millionaires study the stock market and billionaires study the stars? Yes. I have heard that several times. Yes. Yeah. And so that's, I, I've heard that from um, Sam Tripoli on the tinfoil hat podcast. And it's, it's always stuck with me because I'm like, okay, well, have they really just been studying astrology since, since, uh, I mean, you know, you go back into ancient times and yeah, they would have to, right. They, that's, they would look and study the stars. They would study lunar patterns, um, solar patterns and just say, here's how we can predict things. And if you can prove that you can predict something, people will likely follow you and believe you when you tell them something else. Right. Absolutely agree. Yes. And so it's, it's easy to trick people and to deceive them into uh, thinking that you have so much more power than you really do. You just have a further understanding of astrology and, uh, you know, the, the way that our solar system works. You understand nature, which was, as I've said many times, studying nature. We call that today science or different forms of science. But in the old world, mythology was a form of science and mythology was derived from the scientific process of observing and trying to relate to and communicate with the natural world. Mythology, science, it's all really based in the same type of observation and attempt to control and alter nature or work with nature. Yeah. And, and I'm just thinking, you know, back in the day we need to have Kings before they go into battle you know, they wouldn't go to see a scientist or, you know, I don't know if they would go to a church, but they would go to the, um, the prognosticator, the, the person that could, the fortune teller, the astrological or astrological, uh, whoever that's called, but they would go to somebody who would say what's going to happen. Like a sorcerer, you know? Yeah. Sorcerer. I was going to say sorcerer, dream interpreter, astrologer, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you watch these movies, they, they pretty much have that, you know, like one example is the movie 300 where, you know, you had the the Oracle. Yeah. Yeah. And the Oracle saying, Hey, you're all pretty much going to die. You know, those those types of things. So, um, it, it is just, it's one of those things where you go, okay, well, so the Oracle really has the power and that's, you wonder if the King was doing it back in the day, are our politicians now doing the same thing? That's a, that's a question. You know, that I, I, I absolutely think that the answer to that question is yes. To what degree? Probably much more severe than we would think for what we consider to be a modern age. And we're civilized. Not that that kind of stuff is uncivilized per se, but we tend to relegate it to an uncivilized, uh, barbaric pagan past. But it is the religion of the elite today. And at the same yeah. time, was was that interpretation of that presented that way on purpose? So the masses wouldn't be involved in the same thing, and they would have the information, and we wouldn't. Oh, that's another. Yeah, that's another great point. You guys are right on it. That's exactly. I've made that point myself before. I think that it has been relegated to superstition and paranoia, so that the average person doesn't tap into those things. And if you have an interest in, let's say, crystals or occultism. You tend to, if you go to, I'll give you an example, you go to like a local bookstore, 
you tend to find a lot of bookstores that politically lean very left liberal. You find that that group of people who don't typically have a conservative view of God, they dabble in sex magic. They dabble in hexing their political rivals. And I find books like that all the time. So you have people that are doing things that are very dark with esoteric occult themes that could be considered very black, as in black magic, if you will. While the priestly class might not be doing white magic, but they're, they're, they're certainly not uh, above performing acts of black magic, however you define that. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, it's, um, it's some of those, it's the confusion part. And that's what I really think the aim is, is to confuse people, to make them question themselves. So that way, when they start questioning you, they go, oh, well, I'm probably just confused. Well, that's same thing with the media, same thing with going on with it, with everything else with COVID. Like, you know what I mean? That, that's just a, that's like a subtle form of it's not even subtle if you realize it, but it's a subtle form of mind control. It's coercion, manipulation, behavior modification. And I think that, I mean, conf- yeah. confusion is a huge part of it. It is the perhaps the paramount part, because once you confuse fact and fiction, reality and a fantasy world, people don't know what to do or what to think. I mean, that's you see that in everything from food and the, and the food ingredients and things like that. I, I mentioned earlier to uh, things like uh, politics, to things like, uh, um, you know, environmental issues. Everything is about confusion and distorting reality. That's just basic Propaganda 101, I think. I mean, if you want to break it down like that. But uh, we, we've only got a few minutes oh, left absolutely. in this first segment. I want to give you guys the floor for a moment to tell us about the, the, the places that people can find the show, Pardon My American. And then we're going to come back from break and we're going to get into uh, whatever it is you want to talk about. So we have a break to think about it and then we'll bring up some of those topics. So Pardon My American, where can listeners find it? Uh, you guys can find us at PardonMyAmerican.com. We have links to all of our sites, we, I mean, all of our, uh, you know, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Rumble, Rockfin, it's all on that website, pardonmyamerican.com. We also have merchandise on there as well, so you can support the show that way. And then, Chris, did you have anything else to add there? Uh, no, you can also find us on uh, most social media platforms, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Truth Social, uh, all those. So anytime you want to reach out or have any questions, feel free. All right. Absolutely. Pardon my American. We have Greg and we have Chris with us, two of the three guys from the show. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. We're going to talk about, well, whatever comes to our mind during the break right here on the broadcast on the other side of this break. If you'd like to contact my show, this show, The Secret Teachings, email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Dot com. Find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings, TST underscore underscore radio on Twitter, and our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. More with Greg and Chris from Pardon My American after break. The music, don't forget, White Bat Audio. They let us play their music. You can find them on YouTube, White Bat Audio. More after this. Stay with us.
You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. This is Linda Godfrey, author of Monsters Among Us, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory, it's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStreamLive is all Always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and call out to the fallout back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us. It is Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. Earlier in the show, we had Laura Lavender from Mysteries Beyond. This hour, we have Chris and Greg from Pardon My American. Again, you are listening to The Secret Teachings, and I am your host, Ryan Gable. Moon worship, the moon goddess, variations of the moon goddess, has been a big thing in pop culture and current events over the last month, month and a half, roughly, Obviously, the moon is a huge part of our lives, whether we recognize it, realize it, see it, acknowledge it or not. And talking to Greg and Chris at break, we 
thought we would discuss the moon a little bit, especially because of everything that's happened this month. And tonight is actually the anniversary of the death of or the ritual murder of Princess Diana. So, Greg, Chris, welcome back to the show. Pardon My American is your show. You were talking to me about the moon on break. Give us your thoughts on this and where you'd like to go with this last segment. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, this is Greg, by the way. And, um, I, there's just been this running joke that I'm obsessed with the moon on our show because things happen on full moons. Like there's this energy. Um, if you actually look at the COVID timeline, a lot of significant events happened during full moon. Um, I think Trump got COVID on a full moon. I believe the first man died from COVID on a full moon. There's a very thing. There's a very strange things that happen with the full moon. So I started looking into it and um, looking into your your previous shows where you were talking about the Artemis launch and how Artemis is the goddess of the moon, and it, she just happens to be a you know a twin, a divine twin with Apollo, the sun god. Yes. And so when you when you look at those, it's very it's interesting because you have, you know, Apollo 11 was the first mission to land on the moon and you had this Apollo, all these Apollo missions that were going to the moon where, you know, you'd think that they would just call it Artemis because that's the moon goddess, right? Like, why are you, why are you sending the sun God to the moon? And that's, that's something that's interesting. It's kind of that, um, the balance, like you were saying, like the, the yin and the yang, you know, where um, if you if you read on Apollo and Artemis, they're they're just, uh, described as inseparable sides of the same coin, right? You have dark and light, the yin and the yang. Uh, however, you want to you know uh, describe that as. But I just I found that it was interesting that the Apollo Apollo Eleven landed on the moon in 1969, and if you look at 69 as a, a number, it kind of resembles the yin and the yang, right? So it's that balance that we talked about. Yes. And then, um, Apollo 11, I mean, 11 is one of those master numbers in numerology where it's, it could be looked at as a twin, right? So the one and the one are the twins reuniting in uh, the year 1969. And, then you also have this year is 2022, you know? So the 22 is also one of those master numbers where you can say that's a twin number, you know, the two and the two come together. And Apollo also, so all this, the, the, this is a great point that you bring up about Apollo, the original mission and why they didn't name it Artemis or Selene or something like that. I find it uh, interesting. If you think of uh, the myth of Apollo, Apollo traditionally drove a golden chariot to and from the heavens to earth and back. So perhaps the, the capsule that carried the astronauts, if you believe they put a man on the moon, then that chariot is, or that uh, capsule is the Apollo chariot. And the idea that mm. the, um, uh, the gods are coming down to earth or we are going up to, to meet the gods in heaven, I think has a very strong connection to, uh, well, basically to, uh, I think it's kind of a part of the monomyth Throughout human history, it's very similar to the Tower of Babel, uh, the rocket ship, and of course the rocket, the phallic symbol penetrating the heavens, bringing down the blessings of the gods, uh, the, the 
womb of the woman, the, the sky goddess Nut in Egypt. I think that plays a part in it too. And I, that's a great point about Apollo is not a moon god. Apollo is the son of, uh, of uh, the sun god, but he did drive a chariot to and from the heavens and perhaps they drawed on that, um, that energy with the space capsule for that purpose. Yeah, and that is one point that you brought up on your previous show that fascinated me because I'm like, why haven't, why are we still using the same technology? You know, why are we still in a rocket? Why does it still look the same? Uh, you know, you've, you've heard other NASA scientists. Uh, there was this one famous clip that went around of a, of a NASA scientist saying, we haven't gone back to the moon because uh, that's just kind of older technology and we don't have it anymore. It's like, what? <laughs> I remember. Yeah, like they, that. They, they said they lost the technology that to, to get there. Like, how do you just forget how to get to the moon once they, you've already done it? They also lost yeah, a know. lot of the tapes. They lost a lot of the moon landing tapes. They yeah. said they can't find them or they recorded over them or they found some in a McDonald's uh, store. When, uh, there was like a McDonald's that had been remodeled to, to be used for some kind of processing <laughs> facility. Like we, lost, we found them in a McDonald's. We don't know. That was a huge news story yeah. <laughs> over the years. Oh, but which yeah, by the, like, okay, bro, I believe you. <laughs> by the way, this is another uh, thing about, um, well, about the Artemis mission to the moon. Now they are preparing to uh, test an Israeli-German anti-radiation vest, and they're putting this vest, I think, on at least one kind of like a mannequin dummy. Uh, and then they have... I guess they have other experiments for water and experiments for landing and different things like that. But I was talking to, to Clyde. Clyde did a show on this last week, totally different than mine, but kind of up the same alley. And I was talking to Clyde on the phone and Clyde was saying that, you know, it's it, whether you believe we went to the moon or not, it's, it's, it's fascinating how they're testing whether or not astronauts can withstand radiation today. But back in the 60s, radiation apparently wasn't a problem at all. And they're concerned yeah. with it today, but not back in the 60s. And that doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. Absolutely. Unless they knew that it would just mess the astronauts up and they didn't care. Well, you would expect That's always a possibility, too. Well, no, totally. No doubt about that. Just like soldiers experiments done in the military. But you would also think that the astronauts, they would have all died of cancer or something, you know, soon after. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. It I don't, I don't mean to. Strange. To disrupt your train of thought, but yeah, take us back to the moon. Oh, yeah, no, that's it's absolutely. This is uh, we're we're used to this. This is uh, perfect dialogue. Uh, yeah, just <laughs> good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why why test something now when you've been doing this? You know, fifty years ago, uh, those guys are all just tainted full of you know radiation, I guess. But to your point, they would have all died by now. And they, um, they, they also named that uh, the capsule in this Artemis mission and then the rock, the SLS rocket system, they named it Orion, which is the hunter. Artemis is also her first and foremost. She's known as the hunter. And none of that's by mistake. Mm-hmm. I see. Yes. So and then I did see that the launch was moved out to this Saturday. And then you were mentioning that Saturday. Oh, Friday. Yeah. Oh, oh, is it going to be this Friday then? They're going to try it Friday, but if not Friday, they're okay. going to move, they're moving it to uh, the Monday, next Monday. Gotcha. Okay. Perfect. It's moon. Yeah, I just moon I day. I found that that was. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Moon day, and then whatever Friday would be. Uh, Frigga. Um, Friday's named yeah, after the, the wife of Odin. Gotcha. 
yeah, the, the rocket technology impregnating the skies, that was, um, vividry that I was, I never thought about because it is a very phallic shaped. I mean, when you think of a rocket, I mean, for God's sake, look at blue origins, you know, Jeff, uh, <laughs> yes. Bezos. Yeah. That literally looks like a, a male penis. It looked you know, like Dr. Thing. Didn't it, it really looked like Dr. Evil's rocket from Austin Powers, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. It did very much. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. So that was, uh, that was awesome. I, I loved hearing that episode. Um, going back to moon worship though. Yes. What do you think it is? Um, I know that you described, so the, the ring around the eye, so going to, into like moon worship and Hollywood and the eye of Horus, the eye of Ra. Uh, what is it about the moon? And is there, are there two different factions? Do you think that there's uh, a group that worships the moon and then a group that worships the sun. And that's why they choose either the left eye or the right eye to circle when they do that pose where they put their ring finger and their thumb or their index finger and their thumb together. And they make that circle and they put it around their eyeball. Are you asking me that directly? Yeah. What do you think? I think a lot of those images are happenstance. I think they're circumstantial. However, I do think that there are many celebrities, musicians, actors, actresses, etc., that do it on purpose because they know that it gets attention, but it only gets attention because there mm. clearly is a, is a uh, public interest due to the fact that so many famous people, so many uh, circumstances have led people to doing that as a mark of, I, I suppose, a belief system, an ideology, being in a cult. But you're also... In, in asking that question, you're also touching on something that is very real, regardless of all the social media, pop culture, conspiracy theory stuff. And the left hand path, the left eye is always seen as uh, the mundane eye. The right eye is the eye of light and the sun. So the left eye is the moon. The right eye is the sun. So when they're covering up the right eye, they're covering up the sun. They're covering up illumination. They're covering up heaven and by allowing the left eye to see, they are seeing and moving with the left-hand path, which is traditionally the path of, for lack of a better word, hell, but it's basically the path of destruction through ease and um, instant gratification, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's also the left-hand path. I kind of referred to COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2 as the left-hand pathogen, because that's what it's led to uh, in terms of our response to it globally. But that's that's what I understand about the left and the right. One is the sun. One is the moon. They cover the sun. They cover illumination. They cover uh, heaven. They cover uh, cover the, the the beautiful things about the world. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's weird when you look at the the terminology too. I mean, um, left eye, right eye. When you go to an eye doctor, for example, I mean, Oculus Dexter is your right eye, OD, and then Oculus sinister is your left eye. So the sinister is you equate that with evil. Yes. Uh, bad things. That's your left eye. And look at what Facebook so. named their, their headset VR system, Oculus. They're taking control of your vision. Mm -hmm. That's what the whole metaverse is all about, which meta is the reverse of think about it. Atom. It's a black atom. There's even that uh, comic book, black Adam. It's creating an artificial man, plugging him into an artificial system and essentially stealing or siphoning off his energy and, and essence. That's what I feel that it is anyway. It's a very 
complex subject that goes into Jewish mysticism. But yes, it's the same thing. Oculus, the VR headset, metaverse, et cetera. Well, yeah. And that's, uh, you know, when you, when you have people that are left handed in, you know, just handwriting and whatever, whatever they do, uh-huh. it's off. Wasn't it often looked at as a bad omen or just, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess inappropriate. So, yeah. And some, I, I've not read like an entire book on this. I don't know if there's an entire book on it, but I've read here or there in different books. Uh, historically and esoterically speaking, people that were left-handed tended to be looked at, and it was more of a superstition and paranoia, but they tended to be looked at as people who were potentially evil or possessed by something. Yeah, the left hand was was literally the left hand, like waking up on the wrong side of the bed was not a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. It's bizarre to think about that. Um, and they got, you know, they, yeah, it's, it's, it's one. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was just, um, I was just thinking of, of various examples, but, um, yeah, go ahead. Well, what do they call it? They call it a superstition to inquire about things like that. But the word superstition just means fragments and pieces of things that came from the past that we don't fully understand or remember. So when you call something a superstition, you're basically saying you acknowledge it. You just don't know where it came from. So you're, it's not, it's not something that really writes off and dismisses and, um, and uh, discredits whatever that superstition might be. I mean, we've thought that people that have the, the usage of the left hand predominantly are evil throughout history. That's a superstition. It's paranoia, but there's a specific reason and that's in the occult literature of, of why people have thought that traditionally. So it's, it's always multi-layered. It's not just barbaric paranoid people that didn't understand that some people can use, you know, one hand or the other, or both hands. It's more complex than that. Do you think that that fits well, I, into, Oh yeah, go ahead, Chris. No, I was just going to say, I, I think the, the reasoning behind it all kind of stems from all, all kinds of different things. They kind of did, did the same thing during like, which trials and stuff like that. So it like, oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe one bad thing happened during when someone had a left hand, they were left handed and they did one bad thing. So now they are equating yeah. that to everyone that does bad things. I mean, look, you know, you know, yeah, the, the left handed guy, <laughs> right. You know, you nail one guy to a cross and now everybody's knocking on wood. That's the, that's exactly. So that's where knock on wood came from then. Yep. It came from the, well, it, not just Christ, but the, 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 uh, archetype of, of the savior crucified to the, to the cross. Yeah. Knock on wood for protection for, uh, safety, et cetera. Awesome. See, I've never heard that. <laughs> that's why I listen to Ryan's show, everybody. Well, hey, yeah, it's, um, hey, let me give you some props. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know the left eye was referred to as the Oculus Sinister. So I learned something too tonight. Well, there you go. Yeah, I, I have contact, so I, I ask questions when I go in there. I go, what's this mean? What's this mean? Why does this look so funny? Is that my eyeball? What are you doing with my eyeball? You know? Yeah. Um, there, do you think that this left-right paradigm in politics has to do with this feature of left is evil, or not evil, so to speak, but um, more open, I guess you could say evil? I mean... And then the right is more proper, it's more defined, it's controlled. You know, it, maybe evil is the, the bad way to describe things, but like left is a looser kind of more way to live, right is a more controlled way to live. 
and yeah, they, they yeah. basically built that into the the Democrat and Republican Party. I don't. So I don't necessarily think personally that um, I just wrote a, a new book on this called Liberty Shrugged. I have a couple chapters about it's a huge book. There's just a little bit of writing in it about the Democrat and Republican parties. I don't think that the, the parties were created for that purpose because they were created 30 years apart and, and for totally different reasons that have nothing to do with the left right paradigm today. The Democratic Party, 1828, to preserve slavery. Republican Party, sometime in the 1850s, like 1857, 6, 7, 8, something like that, to, uh, to push back and to prevent the expansion of slavery and other similar things. I think that today, these, quote, political parties have been used as um, tools of a psychological method of mind control, which is focused and based in propaganda, NLP, gaslighting, fallacies, uh, the Bitterman coercive model, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think Democrats and Republicans are just a, a um, they are a byproduct today or they are a victim today of uh, Edward Bernays-like thinking, if, you know, usage of propaganda to sell you not just an item, but to sell you an ideology. And certain ideologies will use whatever methods and modes and tools they can to infest people's minds. I think it's that simple to me. I mean, it's more complex than that. But to me, to answer your question, that's, I think, as simple as it is. What do you guys think? I think 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 your reference of them being uh, a victim to it is, is right right on target. I I think mostly the the left and the right in politics was based on because you wanted to represent uh, two different minded types of people. So, so them taking advantage of that and pitting it against the two like those two minded people. Then, yeah, I think the the two party system being taken advantage of and made a victim of whatever they're whatever they want is very appropriate. Yes. Yeah. And it gets people arguing with one another and that's what they want. It seems is that if you keep them arguing, they won't look at what we're doing. You know, what did Bill, uh, not Bill. Um, what did, uh, what did George Carlin say about that? He said that, uh, keep people arguing fighting so they don't recognize, I can't remember the exact quote, but you know, so they keep going to the bank and that's, precisely what you're saying it's just about arguing fighting it's not even debating debating would be useful but we don't even we don't even do that we don't really debate a lot in fact our our uh, our two republican and democrat governor candidates here in arizona the one democrat is refusing to debate the republican she re- just refuses to debate she refuses to answer questions there's another guy up in pennsylvania who's running he refuses to debate i mean debating would be beneficial yeah, isn't that odd but yeah, it's odd when when you're just like, no, my policies are so good, I'm not even going to debate them. That's what you do when you're terrified. Yeah, it's like that's and you've lost. That's what that's what you're there to do. You're a politician. <laughs> you need to go stand up for what you stand for and yeah. let people know and defend it. Yeah. You know, that's it's it's, it's so, yeah. Looking at those types of things is yeah. That's that's pretty much what we do on our show is we look at the the hypocrisy in politics. Um, it's good to call that out because it's easy to see. You go, okay, well, six months ago you said people that don't debate are cowards, but now you're not debating somebody today. And this, that's just an example. I'm not saying that that was uh, something that legitimately happened, but pointing out the hypocrisies in, in life, whether it's in um, Hollywood, education, 
politics. It's good for people to see that um, it's like uh, pulling back the curtain and you're seeing Oz for the first time. You go, oh, okay, so these people are all fake. They don't believe in what they're saying. They don't, They just want me to think a certain way right now because it benefits them in a certain way. Yes, and that's that's the the general public being used just like the marionettes and the dolls and the puppets and the entertainment industry. It's the same exact kind of thing. It's people just being used as these plastic little puppets to, uh, to benefit those with power. And there are very few people that are able to obtain power and maintain power for the betterment of the people when the whole system has been completely corrupted. Uh, and I don't think it's a political system. I'm talking about a cultural system. Culture has been completely undermined. Um, that And that's, you go back to uh, the four olds of communist China, that's happening today, the undermining of tradition, of culture, of ideas, of et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These are the kinds of things we're seeing. It's undermining the culture, it's undermining society, and that's why things perceptually seem to be deteriorating around us. And the more that that occurs, the more extreme the differences, at least perceived, become between the right and the left, politically speaking, and it just creates this snowball effect, I, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Let, let me ask you guys this question. We've only got a few minutes left, as I'm, I'm sure you can note on the time. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is The Secret Teachings. Pardon My American show's almost over, so go find Pardon My American on uh, YouTube, on Apple, etc. Chris and Greg, two of the hosts with me this evening. You go back to that moon worship, I want to point something out. I had a chance to go to uh, uh, Salt Lake City a couple of years ago, and I went to the big Mormon church headquarters. And this entire building mm-hmm. is from top to bottom, all around it, literally in the entire building. It has all the phases of the moon. It has the sun. And it has, of course, the beehive and the bees. And at, right outside of the, the structure itself, they have a... Botticelli-like, Venus-like, which Venus, the goddess Venus-like, uh, water fountain with the shell. So if you go and you look at the Mormon church, I'm sure Mormons could tell you this if they've studied it or looked at it, it is heavy, heavy, heavy focus on the moon and the cycles of the moon in the worship that they perform at that temple. And that is something that we find all throughout mm-hmm. history. The Mormon church, we, we tend to think of something kind of newer, something kind of fringe and weird for some people, but it's it's based on the same moon worship. You ever heard that or seen that before? No, I haven't, but I will definitely start looking into that more because you'd like, yeah, it. like I said, that there's something, yeah, there's something with the moon that it fascinates um, people and it's been in culture and throughout these various religions and societies that it's either the, the energy of the, the light filling up the night. So it is illuminating the darkness. Yes, yes. Or if you think about it as a yin and a yang, it is kind of the uh, the the speck of white in a dark night versus the sun, which is you know, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that um, it's definitely it's taken a hold of of different ideas and and practices, and you notice it right in the Mormon Church. So, what do you think that is, though? Well, in the Mormon Church. Well, I, I think that it's, if you expand it to various religions and mythologies and archetypes, I'll try to explain this very quick. Think about Venus and how Venus is considered the false light and Venus is considered Lucifer 
And if you look at the mythos and the archetypes and you, and you find that God casts Lucifer from the heavens, but Lucifer is a light that is reflected. And although Venus is a first light in the sky, a false light, if you will, before the sun rises, you have the moon, which is the great reflector. So Jehovah, the moon God, casts the light of the heavens, of the sun, etc., down to earth. So the reflector is the moon. The moon, therefore, when it lights up and illuminates the night, it's a false light because the moon doesn't illuminate. It just reflects light from the sun. So you can look at it in two ways. The, the moon is the reflector that casts, as Jehovah, the moon God, casts Lucifer to earth. Or the moon itself is Lucifer because it is the false light. So if they're worshiping the left-hand path and the eye of, of the moon, then it's literally the word. I don't like to use the word Luciferian because it's become a caricature, but it is Luciferian in concept and context with the ancient religions and those that aren't so ancient that we still have today. I think that's why there's a lot of moon worship. But at the same time, the moon is also uh, the word uh, month comes from moon. Menses comes from uh, from moon. Uh, the moon is the womb. All these words and associations with the female, which is why the from the menstrual cycle to birth, the moon was always the protector of, 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 of women, uh, patron uh, of, of maidens, uh, Diana, Artemis. And uh, the moon is also controller of the tides, the oceans, the emotions. So the moon is a very positive thing, but you can also invert it, call it Lucifer, if you will, for lack of a better term, and worship it as a very dark and uh, anti-illumination thing, something that's more evil, if you will. That's how gotcha. I feel. I don't know. What do you guys think? No, yeah, that's that's the perfect explanation of it. It's just being exploited like everything else, you know? Yep, it is. Everything everything well, that once, once was good can become corrupt, you know? Well, then that you can use positive things very, very well for manipulating people to do what you want to get a positive for you, but not necessarily for them. There's no doubt about that at all. Chris and Greg, thank you for coming on the show. I hope I didn't talk too much. I hope the listeners enjoyed it. Pardon my American. They can find it on YouTube, on Apple, and pretty much anywhere else that you can find podcasts, correct? Absolutely. PardonMyAmerican.com as well. All right, we got a solid minute here. If there's anything else that you'd like to add or share with us, another idea you want people to, to check out. You mentioned the substitute king ritual. That's something we didn't talk about. We'll do a show again soon. We'll talk oh, about yeah. More. For sure, yeah. I just wanted to say um, Biden had his colonoscopy during a partial lunar eclipse back in 2021, and I found that that was, it, he basically bestowed power to uh, Vice President Harris. And yes, I just thought yes. that that was looked at as this substitute. And I'm like, oh, maybe there is something to this. You know what came but, And he had it during, his, during a full moon while showing his full moon, huh? <laughs> there you go. And you guys want to hear something really weird? <laughs> Joe Biden sure. absolutely has cancer, or at least he had cancer, and they cut it out. And cancer is the only sign, according to astrologers, that is ruled by the moon. I don't find that to be coincidental. Holy moly. Colon oh, colonoscopy bring cancer. Bring it back home. home. Look at that. It's fascinating. That's awesome. That's what we do in the secret teachings. Yeah. You guys apparently do that on part in my American too. I really appreciate coming on the show. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Greg and Chris. Thank you so much. Part in my American. I'm Ryan Gable. This is the secret teachings. There's more after this. Tomorrow night, we should have another big guest on. If all goes well, we'll have Harold Kautz on. 
He's joining us once again at listener request to discuss the 101 basics of black goo. And then I have a really good historical show for you Friday. This is The Secret Teachings. Add a .info to the end of that. You'll find the website. Please subscribe to the show archive. Please grab a copy of one of my books. When you do that, you keep us on air Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero. If you haven't subscribed to Aftermath yet, do that. Subscribe to The Secret Teachings. Check out Pardon My American and check out Mysteries Beyond also with Laura Lavender, who we had on in the first hour. RDGable at Yahoo.com is the email, The Secret Teachings Facebook page, Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings and TST underscore underscore radio on Twitter. We don't have much of a social media presence, but that's where you can find us. Otherwise, stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we will talk to you on the next broadcast. (laughs) 